Money Pit is presented by Quicken Loans, Lumber Liquidators, Tufton Needle, and Home Advisor. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Podcast. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. What are you working on today? If it's your house or if you're just thinking about maybe planning a project that you'd like to get done in the near future, you're in exactly the right place because we're here to help. Put us on your team. Just give us a call with your question at 888-MONEY-PIT or post it to the community page at moneypit.com. Coming up on today's show, you know, we can all use a little more sunshine this time of year and spotless windows can help. We're going to have some tips on how you can clean your windows just like a pro. And check this out. You won't even need any paper towels. All right. I love that tip. Plus, the spring home selling season is fast approaching. And if you're planning on putting your home on the market, we'll share the key improvements that need to get done first if you'd like to nail a quick sale in today's Building with Confidence tip presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicket Loans. And you spend a lot of money on your house, but how much of it will you ever really see again? Well, you can actually see quite a bit of it if you choose upgrades that add value to your home. So we're going to tell you how to choose the best ones to do just that. But first, we'd love to talk with you about what's going on in your home. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT, or you can post your question online to the Money Pit's community page at moneypit.com. Let's get to it. Leslie, who's first? Becky in Missouri, you've got the money pit. How can we help you today? Hi, um, I'm having trouble with leaking on my back porch. I have a 20 by 12 um, porch, and it's not completely flat. Uh, it is uh, part of the house, but it's it's got rolled roofing instead of the shingles like on the house. And there's a little bit of a pitch, but I had a new roof put on in 2006, and I've had the people come out several times because of leaking uh, in the middle under the root, under the ceiling part of it, and also the chimney's right there on the edge, and it's leaked around there too. But they fixed that, but we've had ice before, which I've never had trouble until last week, and I had them come out because it was leaking, and there was ice on the root yeah, because of all the bad weather, and they said it was an ice caused by an ice dam, and some roofs do it and some don't. There's nothing they can really do to fix it. But it was leaking in the same place that I had just regular uh, rain leaks before. And my concern is I can't, I think they should fix it, but they said that it's an ice dam and there's nothing that can be done. And I'm just wondering if there is something that can be done for, for that. Okay. You want the good news or the bad news? Start with the bad. <laughs> so the bad news is that you do need to take your roof off and rebuild it. Now you want the good news? Yes. It's probably covered by homeowner's insurance. Really? Ice dam damage and ice dams are typically covered by homeowner's insurance. And the way they're fixed is basically you have to take the roof apart and you have to apply something called ice and water shield, which kind of looks like roll roofing, but it's designed to sort of seal right up against the roof sheathing and it's kind of like putting a rubber membrane almost across the underside of your entire roof. And then over that, you put the roll roofing or whatever other type of low slope roofing product you want to install. And when you're doing the ice dam repair with the ice and water shield, you will, of course, replace all the flashing around the chimney because, you know, you're going to be working around it. So you pretty much have to do it. And that will deal with that issue. So what I would do is I would contact a public 
adjuster, not your insurance company first, although you could report it to them, but a public adjuster, because these guys are independent. They work for the homeowners. They work on a, on a commission based on what they collect from your insurance company. And have them write up a claim and file a claim for you. You'll, you. If it's done well, you could get the roof. You could get the ceiling painted, the whole nine yards. Oh, well, yeah, that's wonderful. Um, so how are they listed as far as a contact, I mean, a public adjuster? Um, that's how they're listed. They're public insurance adjusters. I would, you know, check with friends, check with attorneys. You could check with your insurance uh, agent might have a lead. There's obviously, like anything, some are good and some are bad. So you want to find a good public insurance adjuster. But I think you may have a potential claim there, and uh, perhaps you'll get a new roof out of it. I, I will do that. And thank you so much. Appreciate your show. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Rob from Utah is on the line who's looking to save some green by going green and needs some help with an energy audit. How are you doing today, Rob? Uh, We are interested in getting a home energy audit and mostly trying to figure out what to expect. Like, how much should it cost? Well, that's a great question. Now, have you looked around for uh, audit providers? I haven't really reached out to people yet, but tried to get in a little bit. But no, not really. Okay, so I would start with your local utility company because sometimes they provide uh, home energy audits themselves or uh, will provide those at a discount. What I would like to see you find is someone that's not tied in with a repair operation. So you get somebody that's truly independent. There are some energy auditors that work for the same companies that that offer insulation services and weather stripping and that sort of thing. And what you really want to do is find someone who's completely independent. The scale of the energy audit uh, can vary dramatically. A couple of things that I would look for. One thing that is really good to get is what's called a blower door test. And this is where they take a device and pressurize your house with air or depressurize it and can measure the amount of leakage your house has. And that can help you pinpoint the worst offenders uh, and teach you how to get those sealed up. Other parts of an energy audit would determine how energy efficient your windows are, how much insulation you have uh, in your attic space. Is it matched with the right kind of ventilation? How efficient are your appliances? You know, it really looks at all of those areas. And then it should boil down to a specific list of recommendations that are prioritized. Because I think a lot of times when we try to make our homes more efficient, we guess. You know, we guess at where we're suffering the most, whether it's new windows or insulation or whatever you know we think we need or a salesperson tries to sell you. It ends up being a guess, but energy audit really can nail that down with some cold hard facts uh, and help you prioritize where to put the money. Okay, great. Thank you very much. Good luck, Rob. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit. What's your how-to or decor question? Call in now at 888 Money Pit presented by Home Advisor. They make it fast and easy to find top-rated home pros you can trust for any home project. Up next, daylight savings time is just around the corner, March 11th. We're going to have some tips to help soak up all that extra sunlight with spotless windows. And the Money Pit continues. You live in a Money Pit. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than 100 times higher. Plus, every spring we get socked with allergens, too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. 
That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-Pro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's airdoctorpro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. The Money Pit is presented by Home Advisor. Find trusted home improvement pros for any project at homeadvisor.com. Making good homes better, this is The Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Hey, going on right now at moneypit.com is the Good Night Sleep Sweepstakes. We could all use one, so we're giving away over $4,000 in prizes in bedding, pillows, sheets, and a mattress from our favorite mattress maker, Tuft & Needle. You can enter once a day at moneypit.com and share the sweepstakes to earn bonus entries, which we love because that increases your chance to win. We'd also like to help you with the answer to your home improvement questions, so give us a call right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT, presented by HomeAdvisor. Now we've got Joyce in Alabama on the line who's got a question about a sink odor. What's going on? Well, this is in a bathroom sink. It's about uh, 25 years old. It's a type that has three air vent holes in it or overflow holes in it. And the odor seems to be emanating primarily from there. It's a very musty odor. And I came down to that conclusion because I finally took some paper and stuffed up those holes, and things smelled much better in the bathroom that way. Well, sometimes what happens is you'll get some uh, bacteria that will grow in that overflow trap. So what I would suggest you do is this. That is to fill the sink up with hot water and add some bleach to it. And let the bleach very slowly trickle over that overflow. And so it saturates it, and hopefully that will kill that mold or that bacteria. Now, the other thing that you can do is you can take the bathroom sink trap apart and clean it out with a bottle brush. Now, some of the traps today are just plastic. They're easy to unscrew and put back together under the sink. Sometimes you can clean that. And again, you get that that biogas that forms in there. If you clean it with a bleach solution, that usually makes things smell a lot better in the bathroom. Okay, Joyce? All right. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, cleaning windows is something that takes an awful lot of time to do. But when you're done, do you kind of feel like your windows don't look all that much better? It's probably because you're rubbing the glass with paper towels or maybe even cloth towels, and that creates static. So before you know it, dust and dirt are stuck right back to that window again. Yeah, and a better option is to always use squeegees. Throw away the paper towels, throw away the cloths, and use squeegees. Just start at the top corner and move the squeegee back and forth while moving it down. Kind of like you draw on the letter S. And here's the real secret. After each stroke with that squeegee, you need to wipe the blade dry, but not just with any towel. You want to use a lint-free towel like a cloth diaper or an old table linen. That is what makes those 
windows come out perfectly streak-free every single time. It's by wiping that squeegee after every time you use it. Now, if you find that your window has panes, which then probably won't fit a squeegee that you find out there, you can actually use a utility knife to cut that squeegee so it fits the width of the pane, and then be sure to pull it down in one single stroke. Also, you don't need any fancy store-bought cleaners. You can stick with a homemade solution made of liquid detergent and warm water. Now, when it drips, you want to use a chamois cloth to soak up that extra water because it absorbs without the streaks. Good tip. For more streak-free solutions to your home improvement questions, give us a call right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT. Adam in Louisiana's on the line looking to add some space to the home. Tell us what you're working on. Well, I just bought a house, my first home. And it's pretty small. Um, it's 1,150 square feet. So it was originally one bedroom and one bathroom. And it's a pier and beam style house. They had put an add-on on the house. They put a concrete slab down and they built an additional bedroom. That's the entire length of the house. Okay. What I'd like to do is put a second bathroom in. The existing one is really small. And it's kind of in an awkward spot of the house as compared to where the nice large bedroom is. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to build one um, in the in the large bedroom, sacrifice a little bit of the space. I don't need a 400-square-foot bedroom and put a, right. a nice bathroom in there. My concern, though, is with the house being pier and beam, it's raised higher than the addition is. So I have no idea what kind of project it would be regarding plumbing. So the plumbing would be, is going into the slab section of the house? Correct. And you have an attic above that section as well? Uh, no, there's no attic. There's no attic? Not, not on the add-on, no. Not in the addition. Is it a cathedral ceiling? Yes. So I guess in theory, I, I could raise the bathroom. Yeah, but that's going to be kind of weird. Then you have another layer in the house. Look, the drain is not a problem because for the drain, you can, you're basically going to have to bust through the slab, but you will hook up the drains outside and then run them to the sewer or to the septic. It's the water supply that's a little hard to, harder to get to. And that's why I asked you if you had an attic, because if that was the case, I would run insulated pipes across the ceiling and then down. But you don't have those, so we've got to get the water supply to that bathroom. Could the bathroom be on the wall between the old and the new? Is it possible we could bring the plumbing in there? Yes. So I guess for you to visualize... Um, if you were to walk into the current bathroom, so let's say facing you uh, directly in front of you at 12 o'clock is the shower. At 10 o'clock is where the toilet is. And at about 2 o'clock is where the hot water heater is. Okay. On the wall opposite the hot water heater, so I guess it would be about 3 o'clock, that's the wall to the um, the new bedroom, the add-on okay. bedroom. And you would back the bathroom up to that? Because that would make the most sense. I would think that'd be the easiest thing to do, yeah. Yeah, I think it would make the most sense because you can take advantage of the plumbing there. I, I suspect that this is going to end up being a partial renovation of, both of of the original bathroom, too, by the time you get all the plumbing reconfigured. But that is going to be probably the best way to do that. Okay. I mean, is it major, major undertaking? I'm not really a, the most handy person around the house, exception of a couple YouTube videos. Yeah, it's not a, it's not a like, hey, let's. What am I going to do for my first DIY project? I'm going to you know build a new bathroom. <laughs> not not recommended. Right. <laughs> okay, um, but look, what you might be able to do is to get the help of a professional plumber with the hard stuff. Right, have the drains run, have the the supply pipes run, bring everything out into the room where it belongs, then you could do all the finished work and you have the plumber come back and, and hook everything up or you hook it up. So maybe you could just sub out those more complicated parts of this project and do the finished work yourself. Do you have 
any idea, and I know, of course, location, everything else matters, ballpark idea of how much I should try to budget for a project like this? Um, well, I mean, a bathroom's usually a few thousand bucks. But what I what I might do is um, try to reach a good quality plumber. I'm thinking how you should do that. I would go to HomeAdvisor.com okay. and, um, and see who's uh, <clears throat> listed in your area of the country mm-hmm. and then create a description that fairly assesses the project to be done, adding an additional bathroom. You're looking for uh, rough and finished plumbing to be completed um, in those spaces and put it out there and see what plumbers reply on that. The nice thing about HomeAdvisor is that you can read the reviews of folks these guys have worked for in the past. I use them when I needed to uh, get emergency plumbing work done for my mom's house. And I'm in New Jersey, and she was in Florida. Okay. And she wasn't even there. She was like our winter home. And, and we got a, a letter from the water company saying that she'd used 10,000 gallons last month in an empty house. I'm thinking, hmm, that's not good. Right, right. <laughs> and I was able to find somebody quickly to go in there and figure out what happened and, and, and get it fixed. And it, it turned out to, to not be a big deal. It was a, a, a valve that we thought was off. It was on. It was leaking water from the toilet. And we got it resolved. But the point is that I'd made that decision quickly and easily because I was able to read the reviews on, on these guys, even though I wasn't there. So I would uh, use that service, try to find a, a plumber. And, you know, they don't charge for estimates generally. And have a couple of them come in and talk with you about the work and probably give you some more ideas on, on how to get it done, then you could take it from there. I've never owned a home before, and this place is 70 years old. Anything I should be on the lookout for, uh, potential problems or catastrophic issues that I might overlook? Yeah, on our website at moneypit.com, we have an article that is um, that talks about what goes wrong with houses based on the year okay. that they were built. But, it, but a 70-year-old house, you'd be looking at the plumbing. We could start there. Um, you may have some steel plumbing in there, and that's plumbing that will rust. You know, you, you may have an antiquated electrical system as a type of wiring called knob and tube that was common in that time of that time frame. It's an ungrounded system. And beyond that, it's pretty much just wear and tear things that you would expect. Okay. You know, on the flip side, the structures are usually pretty well built and you often get hardwood floors and, and you know, pretty solid uh, wall framing and roof framing and floor framing. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you very much for your help. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Sue in Wisconsin's on the line with a question about a humidifier. How can we help you today? Yeah, hi. Just want to say I love your show. Thank you, and, Sue. And um, I had a humidifier, a little kind of under-orthodox one, for 10 or 15 years. But now that's gone. And is there any um, humidifier that the... Uh, homeowner can put on the furnace well not really i mean they're not they're not designed for homeowners to install if you're super handy i don't see why you couldn't do it but usually it involves cutting into the ductwork, getting it set right there's plumbing involved and there's electric involved if you have an outlet nearby that you can plug it into then that solves that the plumbing's not terrible but you have to have a small water line that goes into it if you've got an old water line that you can tap into it that may not be too bad yeah I do. I have both of those. Um, and the other thing is, though, that the humidifier technology has changed a lot today. And so the old ones that maybe had like that sort of uh, squirrel cage looking like a uh, drum that would circle around through a puddle of water, you know, those are really ineffective and they, and they grow mold in there. The new ones, newer ones that have like a trickle down coil 
and they can work on humidistats that sense outside temperature. They're actually computer-driven. They sense outside temperature and inside temperature, and they can calculate exactly how much moisture you need. So there's a lot of benefits from getting a, uh, you know, a higher-quality unit than perhaps what you had uh, before, and then, of course, you would have that professionally installed. So can you do it yourself? Yeah, I would put it in the advanced DIY category. But if you buy a better quality one, I think you're going to get more use and comfort out of it. I see. Do you have any recommendations? I would take a look at April Air, for one. Uh-huh. They make a very good one, okay? Okay. Well, thank you so much. Just ahead, the spring home selling season is quickly approaching. And if you're planning on putting your home on the market, we're going to share the key improvements that need to get done first to nail a quick sale in today's Building with Confidence tip, presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans, next. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IATMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T. Money Pit. The Money Pit is presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Making good homes better, this is The Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And whether you are buying, selling, or just enjoying your home, we are here for you every step of the way. Decor, remodeling, repair, you name it. Just call in your question right now to one eight 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 money pit presented by Home Advisor, the fast and easy way to find the right pro for any kind of home project, whether it's a small repair or a big remodel. Now we've got Tim on the line who's dealing with a big crack in a driveway causing some unevenness. Tell us what's going on. Well, I have a uh, concrete driveway. It's three inches thick. I found that out after I saw the crack in the driveway. And they pour this driveway in one as far as width, and they put it, it's probably 16 foot wide, 
and they poured it in 16 by 12 foot sections with uh, looks like fracture pieces in it instead of the actual expansion joints. And where it goes over my drop, my uh, the ditch over my cupboard, it has a spot about a one foot in the triangle, one foot by one foot by one foot, where it has dropped. And I'm trying to find some way to bring that piece back up level with the rest. That way I can see. I already had it sealed, but I put like a silicone in there along the joints to keep any further erosion from happening. How big is the piece that's dropped? You said, is it cracked one foot by one foot by one foot? Yeah. It's a one-foot triangle piece. So can you dig that piece out? No, I can't because it did not break on a smooth line. It, it fractured and dropped down. Yeah, because, you know, I tell you what, I, I've I've broken sidewalks in half before because I had to run pipes underneath them and then put them back in place kind of right where they were and just sort of filled them up and made it level. So it would be sweet if you could extract that piece of concrete, but I guess you can't. And so now you're going to have to pour a new piece. How thick is the – how far down has it dropped? Yeah, the front – on the back edge of it is still level. On the front, it's probably dropped about three inches. Okay. Well, not so bad. Um, what you're going to do is you're going to mix up a, a, an epoxy-based concrete repair product that has good adhesion. Okay. And then you're going to put a second layer on that. And uh, quickcrete – Q-U-I-K-R-E-T-E. Okay. Yeah, you want to use the, the type of concrete mix that's made, made to be a patch. And the difference is that it sticks to the old stuff. If you use regular concrete mix, it won't stick. But if you use the, the patch mix, then it will stick. Uh, and they also have uh, good step-by-step videos on their website to kind of show you how to do this. Okay. Would I be better off by just knocking that one piece that piece out and refilling it since it's not that big of a piece. Yeah, it, you might be uh, because I want to make sure it's stable underneath. But they there's a vinyl concrete patcher product that can be used uh, on top of this. And it's designed to adhere to what was there before and not crack again. Okay? I appreciate it. All right. Well, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Pit. Well, if you're planning on selling your home this spring, creating curb appeal is key to a quick sale. Today, however, curb appeal doesn't just mean looking good for a drive-by of a potential buyer. It means looking good online as well. All the more reason to take steps to spruce up your home's first impression before it goes on the market. Now, landscaping is one of the easiest ways to make a good impression for very little cost. In fact, just planting colorful flowers in landscaping beds or grooming a lawn or adding some greenery Maybe potted plants can create a really dramatic transformation and a much higher perceived value. Yeah, next you want to check all the exterior surfaces for wear and tear. If you spot flaky paint, mold, moss, mildew, it's got to go. And while you're at it, make sure the service records are up to date on your heating, cooling, and any other systems that need regular TLC. Now, I've heard Tom talk about this many times from all his years as a home inspector, that if you don't keep up all these important systems in your home by having them serviced, that kind of leaves those potential buyers fearing that maybe other major flaws could exist. Now, finally, according to the National Association of Realtors, about 80% of those potential home buyers start their search online. So guess what? Good photographs are a must. Think about hiring a pro to take yours Or if you're going to do it yourself, you want to choose a clear but overcast days for the best results. If it's too sunny, it casts a lot of weird shadows. So overcast days are really best. And hey, since photos are digital these days, take a ton of pictures. Experiment with different angles and different views. Then you can choose those that make your home look its best. 
And today's Building with Confidence tip has been brought to you by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. It's completely online, reduces annoying and time-consuming paperwork, and gives you a real, accurate, and personalized mortgage solution based on your unique financial situation with no hidden fees or hassles. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. Shawnee in North Carolina needs some help with a backyard problem. What's going on at your money pit? No, my room, when it would rain, all the water would drain toward the back because it's on the downslope. Right. And then I had some a contractor come in and connect all my downspouts and all to this black pipe, and they connected all of it and ran it out to one source toward the you know that little creek. And in doing so, I mean everything was fine. It worked fine. And they thought where I was having such water problem. They've sort of made a horseshoe out of the black pipe with the styrofoam, you know, peanuts and all of that in it. But what they did when they dug around the horseshoe area, they found that that was dry because they figured if it was wet, it would drain and take care of the problem. But when they put that horseshoe in it, wherever they put it, it was completely dry, and it was further down that they realized that I had underground spring. So all of my drain pipes, everything's draining perfectly, but it's one little problem I had with that underground spring. But is that underground spring rising up to the point where the yard is flooding? And how much how much flooding are we talking about here? Uh, it's not necessarily flooding, but it it's stays just wet. So wet, I can't mow it. And there's a place about, uh, I'm going to say 12 inches square, squarish maybe, that is has I don't think this is a problem worth solving. I think it's a fairly small area of the yard, and, and areas of the yard that get soft like that, yeah, the grass can be hard to cut sometimes. Sometimes you have to cut it by hand instead of using a, a you know power mower on it. But I don't think it's worth you doing anything about it. You would have to do some major, major work to try to uh, take the water that's collecting there, run it downstream, and have it sit somewhere else. So I don't think it's necessarily a, a big issue. Johnny, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, we all know how easy it is to drop a lot of money at a hardware store or home center, but you might just see that cash again if you choose the right home improvements to spend it on. We'll share those tips next. You live in a money pit. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Money Pit is presented by Home Advisor. Find trusted home improvement pros for any project at homeadvisor.com. Making good homes better, this is The Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And going on right now at moneypit.com is the Good Night Sleep Sweepstakes. Everybody loves and looks for that amazing good night's sleep. So we are going to help. We're giving away over $4,000 in prizes in bedding, pillows, sheets, and a mattress from our favorite mattress maker, Tuft & Needle. You can enter once a day at moneypit.com and share the sweepstakes to earn bonus entries, which will increase your chance to win. 
Donna in Tennessee has got a funky guest house. Let's just call it that. What's going on, Donna? We have been in this property, on this property for two and a half years. And when, when we purchased the property, the guest house had tenants. And they moved out a little over a year and a half ago. However, there's a very funky odor in the house that, instead of fading over time, is becoming more and more prevalent. It, the odor is best described, perhaps, as a stale cologne. So it's not very pleasant. Stale cologne, that's interesting, because generally when you get a funky odor in a space that's not used that often, it usually has something to do with a sink not getting water down it and the trap drying out and sewer gases coming back up. So you could get like a funky sewer smell. But cologne, are you sure the house isn't haunted? (laughs) (laughs) We, We did pull up any carpeting that was in the house, and there wasn't that much. It was just in the bedroom and the bathroom. Uh, The rest of the floors are wood and tile. Have you done any painting yet? No. Um, It had been, it was fairly recently painted, you know, prior to our purchasing the house, and so I didn't. However, after the tenants moved out, I I really thoroughly cleaned the house. Uh, We actually removed all the appliances, everything like that, but... uh, I haven't repainted. Well, I got to tell you that sometimes when a house is empty, um, it tends to get a little dank sometimes. Are you running the heating system the way you would if somebody was living there? No. Yeah. So you get more moisture, and sometimes there can be odors associated with that. So unless it's really pervasive, I don't think I would worry too much about it. You're doing the right things. You pulled up the carpet. Um, If you haven't painted and you're going to paint, I would suggest one additional step, and that is to make sure you prime the walls, because if there's anything in the walls, that will block it. Mm -hmm. What type of primer? Well, you could use an alkyd primer, which is a water-based primer, or you could use a oil-based primer, something like Kills or Bin or one of the Bear products. But the primer is kind of the glue that makes the paint stick and will also seal in any stains that are absorbed into the, into the walls themselves. Okay, so if it is the paint, then the primer could actually... Right, exactly. In fact, sometimes we tell people that when they have carpets that are, that are very odorous to also prime the plywood floor before they put the uh, mm. new carpet back down again. Okay. Because if anything kind of soaked through the carpet and got into the floor, that's a way to kind of seal it off. Okay, very good. Well, there's a reason we call a house a money pit. I mean, houses can eat up more of your hard-earned cash than most of us really wish. But one way to take the edge off all that spending is to choose home improvements that can recoup their cost when you go to sell. That's right. Like the housing market itself, these things fluctuate from year to year. But right now, homeowners are getting the highest returns by making relatively small changes to their home's exteriors. Yep. For example, installing a new exterior door. That tops the list of a worthwhile investment. It's an upgrade that actually is making sellers money. With some projects, it's recouping more than 100% of what it costs. Yeah, also adding decks and patios are huge right now, as really people love outdoor living. I mean, who doesn't? Yeah, and here's another one. Whether it's a contractor grade or a custom, adding a new garage door definitely is something that gives you a good return on investment. It's going to boost your profit. And things like that, things like the new front door, landscaping, also do wonders for your curb appeal. And that just means you're going to get more buyers in the door and perhaps create a bit of competition around your house. So think about what the return on investment value is for some of these projects. And guys, I hate to tell you, there's not much ROI on a man cave, but <laughs> but maybe a deck. <laughs> or or maybe shed. a deck. It goes both go. ways. 888 <laughs> 3974
You go in Missouri, you've got the money, but how can we help you today? I'm redoing my kitchen and bathroom, and I'm wondering what you would recommend for flooring it. I've got carpet in it now, and I sincerely dislike the carpet. <laughs> and I want to put something else in it. Would you recommend a composite material or vinyl or linoleum or what? Well, I can't think of two rooms that are worse for carpeting than kitchens and bathrooms. I know. Tell me about it. I bought the house seven years ago and it had that in it. So Yeah. B- bad decor choice, but I think you can do a lot better. I think one thing that you might want to take a look at is laminate flooring because laminate flooring can come in a wide range of designs. I mean, it can look like tile, it can look like stone, or it could look like wood, and it's really durable when it comes to moist damp places. What about will a stove and refrigerator leave dents in it? I mean, I've had laminate flooring down uh, in my kitchen for 10 years, and we pull the refrigerator out whenever it's necessary. I never worry about it. Well, I appreciate the information, and thank you, and I'll look into it. All right, Hugo, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIN. Well, one trend we're seeing is that smart home technology is on the rise. But who is embracing those smart homes quicker than any other homeowner? The answer might surprise you, so stick around. You live in a body pit. Where home solutions live, this is the Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Post your home improvement question to us right now at moneypit.com or call it in 24-7 at 1-888-MONEYPIT, presented by Home Advisor. They make it fast and easy to find top-rated home pros you can trust for any home project. But you can ask these two pros right now what's going on at your Money Pit, just like Joan did from Florida, who posted, how do I get nice, clean lines when repainting my living spaces? Now, I've seen you create beautiful walls with painter's tape. And you've got an interesting trick of the trade to make sure you do get that clean line. Let's talk about it. Well, traditionally, before tape sort of became futuristic, I would always paint the wall the first color, then put a line of painter's tape, and then roll back over that painter's tape to seal the edge with that same color so that the color that I wanted to make the stripe wouldn't bleed underneath. But there are so many advances in painter's tape today that have sort of like a painter's locking edge or this absorbent technology. So as the paint sticks to the wall, it really creates this bond that nothing else can get under, which is fantastic. And then you can create stripes and patterns, anything really, which makes a fantastic painted wall. Yeah. And if you do it in that order, you'll have that perfect moment when the paint's dry and you pull the tape off and nothing breaks away, right? You have a very clean, sharp line and you'll feel great. If you don't follow those steps, it gets all ragged and you feel like you got to do it all over again. So definitely get that tape down, paint over it, and you will be good to go. Well, with the wide availability of Wi-Fi and Bluetooth, we've got lots and lots of options for smart home innovations today that we never had before. I mean, everything from thermostats that can anticipate when you're going to be home and then adjust the temperature to refrigerators that politely remind you that a late night snack is probably not in the best interest of your waistline. They, they have these things out there. It, it does all of that stuff, even at that annoying level. But it turns out that millennials are the ones most likely to adopt this technology. And Leslie, you've got some tips why in today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. 
Yeah, you know, it's true. Every trend does start with its early adopters. Those are the people that are simply willing to roll the dice, give it a go, even though not everybody's doing it. They want to take it on first. And when it comes to smart homes, women under 35 are the group most interested in bringing innovative technology through their front doors and into their homes. Now, female homeowners are also admitting that smart home technology can be expensive and sometimes it's hard to set up, but they see those upfront costs as worthwhile because of the money smart home technology saves in the long run. Now, that doesn't mean millennial women are living in smart homes just yet. Most of that cutting-edge technology like security cameras, programmable window blinds, a lot of that does tend to be still out of reach for this group, but their interest is sparking new innovations developed with forward-thinking female homeowners in mind. I mean, so much is available to you, and things such as simple as home security systems or a doorbell that alerts you that somebody's at the door and a camera so that you can see what's going on and the ability to talk to them, you know, those are expanding within their own systems to feature, you know, security lighting, cameras all around the yard, even interior features. So those platforms that are very simple to install and set up on your own are expanding to cover so many other areas of the home that it's not as challenging as people might think to set up. I mean, I always find for myself that technology does seem a little difficult for me. And I'm always worried that I'm setting something up right or wrong. And is it going to work? And I find that these platforms, even as simple as the ring, are just innovative and simple to use, but yet super effective. So don't be afraid to take things on. And don't be afraid to think about things from programmable thermostats, programmable temperatures on your water heater. You know, there's so many simple things like that, which will save you money and energy dollars, but make you feel comfortable and confident in being in charge of your own home. This is The Money Pit. Coming up next time on the program, getting a jump on your beautiful lawn. It does take work to maintain it, and one of those necessary steps is fertilizing. We're going to have tips to make that easy so your lawn can be the envy of your entire block on the next edition of The Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.